could say you were wrong This one time will never run I don't really care This war has gone away too long Welcome to A Private Little War, a Star Trek Attack Wing podcast. I'm Vinny Rose, I'm one of your hosts, and with me today is Kevin Klodzinski. Say hi to the fans, Hello. Kevin. Hello everybody, I'm Kevin Klodzinski. Fans. <laughs> fans. <laughs> and hosts. Anyway, today is our first episode. What we intend to do with this podcast is go through and play, theoretically, all of the missions, but at least pick out some highlights of the missions that we've gotten with the ship packs. A lot of people do not even play them. They go in a folder somewhere. They go in a, a box. But we decided it'd be fun to just go through and play as many of them as we can. Now, personally, I've been gaming for about 25, 27 years. Uh, mostly pen and paper RPGs, but I have played, you know, board games, Risk, Axis, and Allies. A lot of World War II-based games. And I've played Battletech, Warhammer 40K. Got out of that real quick. Kevin, what's your background in gaming? Oh, uh, basically, I, you know, RPGs was where I started, especially with you. That's about 20 years ago now is where I started playing games like this. Um, I always had some background playing, you know, Axis and Allies and some, some board games and whatnot like that. A uh, lot of computer RPG gaming and whatnot, solo type stuff. So this was, this was a, a good combination of my love for Star Trek and at the same time gave us an outlet to, you know... Absolutely. I, I completely agree. This is a really kind of a strange game because it's a combination of a deck building game and a tabletop miniature game. Mm -hmm. We actually started gaming together. We had uh, we found all of our micro machines from the late 90s, <clears throat> early to late 90s, and we picked out a game called One Page Fleets, which is a great game for pure simplicity, but we weren't able to really capture the Star Trek essence in this. And the mechanics were really haphazard as well that, of, of that particular game. Yeah, for what we wanted to do. Right. This uh, Star Trek Attack Wing, I believe, came out like six months earlier. Six months to a year earlier. And we both kind of looked at it and said, this is exactly what we want to play. It took care of everything that we wanted in the game that we had tried to do with one page. And it gave us all the tools we needed the templates, it gave us the cards, it gave us everything that we wanted to do in order in order to make what we want to do with one-page fleets a reality and fun, because one-page fleets turned into a huge debacle of trying to be, oh, no, I'm doing this, no, you're doing that, no, I told you, we're doing this. Yeah, it was, it was quite messy, and generally it ended up being more of a headache than anything else, because it did leave some things, a lot of things to be desired, sadly. Anyway... So we've gone over a little bit of our backgrounds. Now, like I said, what we plan to do is go through as many of the missions as we can. Each week, we'll pick one out, we'll read it to you, we'll discuss going into it, our tactics, and some of our builds, which will be posted online on our Facebook page, and then we'll play the mission. So there'll be a brief lull. We'll come back, we'll talk about mistakes that we've made, things like card choices, tactics, flying, not going to college, becoming a truck driver. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, wrong. Uh, <laughs> Once we've read the mission, we'll talk about what episode we think it comes from. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the episode, maybe a brief synopsis of what goes on, anything highlight, any highlights from it. This week's mission that we're going to do is Long Live the Empire. Now, this was based on the DS9 episode, Once More Into the Breach. Mission Overview. Number of players, two special components, planet token, and four mission tokens. 
Returning after a raid on the Dominion outpost at Trelka 5, the Klingon raiding ships find themselves being pursued by a larger number of Dominion ships bent on retaliation. It is doubtful the Klingon raiding ships can outrun them. In order to regain lost honor, one Klingon bird of prey will attempt to stop them, no matter the cost, to allow the others the time needed to reach the rendezvous point. So, for this, the Dominion player would start off with 100 squadron points to build to. No ship may have a hull value greater than 3, or a skill point cost greater than 25. The Klingon player, who would be at a strong disadvantage, you would think, starts off with 50 squadron points, including one and only one Brel-class ship with core assigned to it as captain. You place the planet token directly in the center of the play area, then each player sets up in the standard north-south or east-west, however you do. Opposite sides of the table, within range one of the edge. Special rules. Anytime a Dominion ship is damaged by the Klingon ship, place a mission token on the damaged ship's card. If a ship with mission tokens on its ship card is destroyed, transfer the mission tokens to another Dominion ship card. The Klingon ship may never receive auxiliary power token. If an ability requires one to be placed besides the Klingon ship, disregard that requirement. When defending, the Klingon ship rolls an additional plus two defense dice. The objectives. The Klingon player, you win immediately when you place the fourth mission token on one of the Dominion ship cards. Alternatively, the Klingon player may win by destroying all of the Dominion ships. The Dominion player would win if they destroyed the Klingon ship before receiving the fourth mission token on any one of their ships. Alright, that wraps up. Mission synopsis, rather. Okay, my build for this, I chose to play first as the Klingon. So my build was the IKS Tural, which, in case you haven't seen the cards for the Klingon OP prize ships, uh, its ability is, when defending during the roll defense dice step, if your ship is not cloaked, you may roll plus two defense dice. If you do so, place an auxiliary power token beside your ship. Since you can't take an auxiliary power token, you get plus two for the mission parameters, another plus two, and it's regular dice. So you're rolling five dice, which is not the greatest, but nothing to sneeze at. I also chose Core 8 as my captain because his ability is much better than Core 6's in this particular scenario. Satisfying the parameters of the mission in word, if not in spirit. Crew upgrades were Buka, Kurla, Nagarin, and Worf. The Worf that increases your captain skill. A resource I picked was uh, Officer cards, and I chose Operation Officer, which would give me an extra reroll to get some extra quality on both attack and defense. I had auxiliary power to shields as my tech, and I had change course in there as well, which if I flew wrong at the wrong time, this card would be the card that's going to save. Kevin, what about your build for the Dominion side? So to make sure I did not go over the 100 points, it's really hard because you have to be... You have to have a hull of three, a no greater than hull of three. All you're going to have are bug ships. You're well, that's, that's all you can because yeah. literally every other ship costs more than 25 points. And which, in standing with the video, standing true to the episode, it was Dominion attack ships that were actually yeah. in pursuing. So it it only plays right that it should only be or uh, attack, attack ships. ships. Um, so I had the fifth wing patrol ship, captained by Gal Dukat 8, um, which allows me to gain one plus one attack die, and then also adding to that 
I get the one plus one attack die as an action with the fifth wing patrol ship. I also had Bohica on there, which is always a good one because that gives you more quality on a roll if you have a battle station token. I had ion thrusters and polar, uh, face polaron beam. Then uh, I had the third wing attack ship in there. You can disable one of your crew to um, add one attack die. Uh, I also had Galdamar as captain. I had a Matagon, which also gives you the extra defense die roll because, you know, b- bug ships are squishy. They pop real easily. Um, Just I had, like a Brel. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I had Lamataclan on there, which allows me to remove target lock um, tokens and then place it onto a different ship, which was a really foolish addition of that for me because he was worthless when you're fighting one ship. I think I was just struggling to make sure that I was hitting that 100 point without cutting too much out. And then I had dorsal weapons because bugs can fly pretty, they're pretty agile, but passing by real fast, giving me a better arc to fire at. Um, and then uh, I just had a plain Gemidar attack ship, which had Gull a set on there, which really helps out because she uh, can get you know better power disruption or... If if I was able to land a crit on you, uh, and then just dorsal weapons on her as well. All right, excellent. Now, you want me to talk about my Dominion build, or do you want to talk about your Klingon build first? Um, I'll go with my Klingon build. Hang on here. On my Klingon build, I chose the Rotaran mainly because the Rotaran hat is very more agile when it comes to maneuvering. Um, you do get the extra movement. Yeah, and which really plays well in, you know... Keeping out of arcs. Arc. And then Core 8 as well I, I chose on there because... Like know. we stated earlier, what good is the ability to, hey, everybody, shoot at me when you're the only ship fighting? Right. Well, and the other good thing is, too, is that he gives you re-rolls. He gives you the, the re-rolls of, of attack. If you And since this scenario requires you to pretty much stack the deck for one ship, you're going to end up with at least three crew on there. I then had Klingon Navigator on there, which also allowed me to do better maneuverability, to change my maneuver dial if I needed to, to get out of harm's way. And then Nagarin and Worf, which is the plus three Worf, uh, as well on that. Yeah, uh, very similar to... Similar to what you had on yours. And I had the Day is Ours on there, which basically allows you to discard it to add a crit to your roll. Which, when you're playing a scenario that requires you to just damage a ship, adding a crit onto that... Boom, you've got a, a hit, which places that token onto the ship. Okay, my Dominion build, I figured your Klingon build would be somewhat similar to mine. So I didn't try and even approach captain skill. I chose purely based on abilities and not taking actions. You know, static abilities. Mm-hmm. So I took the third wing attack ship with Loran and Amatagon, once again, to get the, the defense dice. The fifth wing patrol ship with Sar to get one extra defense dice, and Bohica, get a little quality on there, just taking one action of a battle station. Then two just plain Jemadar attack ships. So I had one more ship than you did in this build, so I had four total. <clears throat> one Jemadar attack ship had Gelnon as captain, and the other one had Gullivec and Omatoclon. Now the one thing in this mission that we both wondered was the term... Damage a Jem'Hadar ship. Now, did that mean throw damage at the shields? Or does that mean cut through shields and start putting damage to the hull? Since both terms, shield damage and hull damage, contain damage in them, we went with any damage that you did to the Jem'Hadar attack ships would count and place a mission token. 
Which actually, I believe, played very well for the Klingons in this aspect because it's just damage in general going to the shield. The scenario was done. Is and done I, quick. I think that also goes to theme because <clears throat> Kor was just trying to tie up the Jem'Hadar fleet to buy time. Right. He was trying to destroy ships, but mostly to gain them that time to escape. So, Which actually, in the, the episode, he actually was supposed to use a inverse Polaron beam to slow them down. Inverse Graviton. Graviton beam, sorry, yes. Oddly enough, neither of us chose inverse Graviton pulse, which was what they used in the episode. And since it doesn't give you an auxiliary power token, it would be a good card, but with the new ships that have come out, there's so many more useful cards that neither of us really thought to build it in there. And we're so used to doing hack and slash campaigns against one another that using science... <laughs> I actually have used that in one of our games at one we point. We have, we have. And it actually played out pretty good for me in that. So those are our builds. We're going to take a brief break, play the game, and we'll get back and talk about it. I can say is it did not go well for the Dominion in either game. With my run on the Klingon side of the build, I pretty much destroyed everything. Uh, Kevin capitulated the match before I could destroy his last ship, but I could have destroyed his last ship. I was right behind him with a target lock. And if you play Dominion, you know you... And of course, it was the well, one... It wasn't, it wasn't even a target lock. I just took Nagaran's action and I still had the rerolls. Yeah, and he was at his last leg. And of course, it was the one ship that did not have a dorsal on it, so I couldn't fire at me from behind, so or at you from behind, so therefore, I pretty much was toast. I was gonna die. Now, with my Dominion run on things, once again, Kevin, I capitulated before it even came down to it, because he'd already had... I think I'd already destroyed one of the four ships, but... But you had three mission tokens on me by that point, and he would have put another one on me yeah. bef in that next round. I tried specifically just to outmaneuver you... And, and you did that quite yeah. well. I tried to corral you, but what I ended up doing was splitting my forces. And that really cost me because my whole concept was to get enough ships on there and concentrate fire to try and hit you hard all at once and take you out. Had you not split your forces, I, it would have been done in, in a heartbeat. I, I don't know about that because still not quite total quality on that. It still would have been a lot closer. But yeah, my mistake was dividing my forces. That was my... Big mistake in that. Yeah, Everything my, else I think I, I planned pretty well for. Yeah, my big mistake playing the Dominion side of it was that I just... 
I kept running into my own ships. <laughs> and change course really did come in handy on my Klingon build because that did allow me to get behind you after I revealed because I went last in order, highest captain skill because I believe, uh, what was it, cores, cores an 8 plus 3, so 11. Yes. I went last. It allowed me to see what you did. I changed course, got behind you, and then basically just started... And a, on the same token with mine, having the Klingon Navigator on there, as well as the Rotaran, that allowed me to Boost see out what, of arcs know, every time. Every time. And, and that was basically my thing was just fire and run. Fire and run and then try to sweep you on the back end. I actually utilized the planet as cover for a, a good majority of it just so I could sweep back around and try to you know catch you from behind, which that's pretty much the way it went. So maneuverability when playing this game, if you're playing the Klingon side, playing the scenario... Maneuverability is one key thing to grasp. Outmaneuver the Dominion ships, because albeit they're very highly maneuverable, all you got to do is land a shot. But truthfully, the Borel is just as maneuverable as the as it is as the attack ships. Yeah. So to recap, Klingons two, Dominion zero. zero, zilch. Now the one thing I think could make this scenario a little bit harder is to have to cut through Dominion shields to place those tokens. I, and I would agree on that, because if you're just putting a damage to the shield to take one of the tokens, that's four shots. If you get get close enough without popping, the game ends real fast. So I think the good, the best way to go about it, to make it a little more challenging and a little more long, would be to have to fight through the shielding. However, I think it will go totally the opposite way. I, I think so, too. I think it would be quite... Quite rare to see Klingon victories in that point. Yeah. We do have one more segment that we thoroughly enjoy, and that's what I like to call War Dog of the Week. My choice for this week was M43. It's a New England-style pale ale, weighs in at 6.8 ABV, 65 IBUs, in a pint can. Now, that's by Old Nation Brewing Company, and they're out of Michigan. It's a really good beer, really good citrus notes, um, pretty mild in bitterness for an IPA, but very drinkable, very enjoyable. What was your choice for this week? Uh, mine was Fruity Nuggets by uh, 450 Brewing. With Fruity Nuggets, basically, that is a 7.2 ABV, 60 IBUs, not really high hop content on it, high bitterness. And uh, I thought that was probably one of the best beers that I've had that is not high octane re- recently. I do agree that M43 is very good. I, you know, if I need an orange juice, pick me up in the morning. I would definitely drink an M43. <laughs> if I if I needed a beer in the morning, that would go quite good with bacon and eggs. Yes, or you know, bacon or or another ba- beer or more bacon or another beer with bacon. Uh, <laughs> a bacon beer. A bacon. Ooh, that's been our show now. I will say, it's been a little bumpy. This is our first go at things. I think after this, you'll see uh, a little tightening of the way we do segments on here. Things will come together. But if you stuck around to hear us to the end, we appreciate it. Please pour yourself a drink. We're on Facebook at A Private Little War Podcast. Check us out. And until next time, see you in Sovacore. A Private Little War is hosted, recorded, engineered, and edited by Vincent Rose and Kevin Klodzinski. This podcast is based on a segment from the podcast Warp Core Breach. The segment is Mission Briefing by David Griffin. Warp Core Breach is recorded and produced by David Montgomery and Nick Norris. Music is provided by Garage Sale Porno and the V-Night Jacks.
We are not affiliated with WizKids or CBS. All rights belong to WizKids and CBS, with the exception of Warp Core Breach, The Mean Eye Jacks, Garage Sale Porno, and A Private Little War. You can follow and reach us at A Private Little War Podcast on Facebook. Always keep up the good fight. We'll see you next time.